Hello, SYNGAP land. My name is Michael Gralia. Today is Friday, February 25th, and this is episode 49 of SYNGAP 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on SYNGAP 1. This briefing, I'm going to have to talk really fast because it's been a heck of a week, let me tell you. Yesterday, I woke up, my Syngapian woke up at 4.30, which is never a good sign, but he started to do that. I'm a little nervous about seizures. But he woke up at 4.30, and I'm lying in bed, and my wife's like, don't do it. And I'm like, I got to do it. Can't, can't go back to sleep. So I came downstairs, I started working on a presentation that Jess is going to give on Saturday. But um, so I'm sitting here working on this presentation, and you know, I sort of multitask. I look at Twitter all the time, and then Beatus put out this tweet like, eat, done, sleep, done. I'm ready to work for Syngap 1. And she shared her uh, eat, sleep, cure Syngap 1 mug, which I've got here. Eat, sleep, cure Syngap 1. And then, and then Corey replied, and she's like, I'm right there with you. And Corey's got this whole little display. She's got multiple computers and screens. She was so proud of it. And I, I, I was inspired by their excitement to work so hard for free. And I, and, I, and I remembered a conversation I had had the day before that on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I was with Callie. And uh, Callie had gotten a call from a, a, a communications group at a diagnostic company. And they had met Callie on Twitter. And I encourage all families to get busy on Twitter. A lot of cool things can happen on Twitter. Facebook's where we can just sort of, you know, get together and be quiet together. But Twitter's out there and it's where you can really engage and advocate. And these uh, wonderful communication people got Callie and I on the phone and they wanted to understand about Syngap and about diagnosis. And, you know, I said the stuff that I say and Callie's like, yeah, but, you know, Mike skipped over the grief. And she was she was really eloquent about how when parents are diagnosed, they immediately have to grieve the lives that they just suddenly got told their children won't live. She's so right. Callie's so smart. And I've been thinking about that ever since that conversation. I was do, drawing, whatever. And then I, I looked at Beata and... and um, Corey's tweet and I responded and I said SRF succeeds because we have an army of volunteers. Parents of sick children who choose hope over despair. That's what we do here, right? We, you have a choice. You, you, your child has a devastating diagnosis. You could just be depressed and desperate or you could choose hope. But then you have to bring the grief into it. And I, and I said we burn our grief with actions and we take joy in our progress. Because the opposite of, of, of our option is joy, right? We could be depressed, we could give up, or we could say, no, I'm gonna take this grief and I'm gonna move towards progress. So that's, that's what it's all about. And I just wanted to, that, I'll put that show, tweet in the show notes, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool what we're doing here. And I was, I was pretty excited. Great way to start the day at God knows at Odark 30, whatever time it was. Um, and thank you, Callie, for setting me straight. So. What happened this week? Finally put out that press release I've been telling you about. Um, it was such a cool press release that Exome RNA, the, like the trade publication, picked it up and tweeted it out and put it in their daily newsletter. I also got it um, from a couple other people who saw it in newsletters. So it's a pretty exciting topic. People are seeing this and they're like, whoa, that's cool. Um, we have the luxury of a, a webinar with professors and planning on March 3rd. He is a big deal. Read the press release. Um, he is a big deal. So I would, I, would, uh, I would try to make it to that webinar, and he's, he's also a real pleasure. And uh, there, there's another press release that's going to come out soon. I'm not going to give you a date because these things tend to move around. But uh, one of the reasons we're able to do that is we just got a $70,000, $70,000 donation from a company called Unlock DeFi. Um, this is a company who knows somebody with an affected child, and I actually did an interview with them back in November, which links in the show notes. But thank you, Unlock DeFi. Thank you, Unluck DeFi, for that donation. We're going to put that to use in the next grant. And um, for this grant, guys, 
Zemplenny, come and check it out. It's going to be a great webinar on March 3rd. Speaking of presentations, uh, there, there's a Syngap meeting in Edinburgh, Edinburgh this weekend, and Jess Duggan is representing SRF at that. I, I thought I was going to go, but I'm a little under the weather, and it's just not going to happen. But I see they're getting an upgrade. Jess is going. She's eloquent, and it's going to be really, really cool to get an SRF update from Jess over in the UK, and I wish I could be there. But thank you, Jess, for doing that presentation. And thank you, Marta. Dr. Marta Dahir is our co-chair. And um, one of our pharma partners for Rare Disease Day, which by the way is um, the last day of February, so that would be Monday. Uh, for Rare Disease Day, one of our pharma partners invited us and another rare disease to present to their all staff, so like hundreds and hundreds of employees, about Syngap-1. And because Marta's a doctor and she's our chair, and they're like, well, I'm like, let's have Marta present. So she did, and it was great. It was great. We all owe um, a vote of thanks to Marta, who took this very seriously, worked really hard, practiced. We had multiple versions of this presentation, and she killed it. And the reason I share that with you, aside from letting you know how lucky we are to have Marta in our community, is we have presentations about Syngap, we have presentations about SRF, and I urge you to call me and be like, Mike, I want a pres copy of the presentation. And then give it to your whatever, your book club, your uh, the teachers at your kid's school, your church, your faith group, your prayer group, your meditation group, your colleagues at work, whatever. Give the presentation to people who will listen. And I tell you why, this community is not going to get smaller. And the need for fundraisers is never going to go away. So learning to talk about this and, and building that muscle and finding the words when your heart is, is feeling the grief, it's not easy, guys. And um, burning that grief into passion and, and sharing our story with people is really powerful. And I encourage everybody to um, channel your inner Marta and do it. it it's really great. And uh, again, thanks, Marta. And and I encourage everyone to, to um, ask me for the presentation and go give it to someone. So the data sharing panel. Uh, yesterday, Thursday, we did the data sharing panel that I've, I've been talking about. If you missed it, I'm sorry because it was so good. But good news, you can click on the link, syncup.fun slash data, and just watch the recording. And it's really useful because you got Devin and Charlene and Jake, and it's amazing. And one of the things that comes up in that a lot was um, EEG tracings. And one of our dads, I did see that question, David, was like, wait, 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 how do I do this? How do I get the tracings? What do I do? I'm gonna say it again. You just go when, you, when you're at your hospital or you call the hospital you've been to and you say, I want a copy of the tracings. And listen to that panel, right? They will tell you, oh, it's hard. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, no, no, no. By law, by HIPAA, you have any country with the data privacy law, has in that law that you as the family have access to your own data. It's not complicated, it's common sense, and it's the law. So you call the hospital up and you're like, yo, I, I need a copy of those tracings. I need a copy of those tracings. And um, if they give you a hard time, let us know. We'll, we'll remind them about the law. But they, they need to give you the copy of the tracings in some format. And all you gotta say is, I wanna copy the tracings in EDF format. Once you get that, let us know. I can point you to Jake at Beacon Biosciences and, and Dr. Kadam at Hopkins and a lot of other people who really want that data. Um, it is a big chunk of data. It is not in, in, the, in the medical record. It's in a separate place, which is why we have to ask you to collect it until someone else starts collecting it, which I can't talk about yet, but I'm hopeful. So get your tracings. And then um, let me tell you, other things that happened in the past week, I can't even keep up, you guys. I cannot keep up. Uh, we've had professors from both McGill in Canada and Oxford over in the UK 
call us with saying something along the lines of, we're doing cool work in SYNGAP. We found this thing. We need more money to keep going. Will you fund this? And on the one hand, I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. People are reaching out to us. They've heard about what we're doing. They want us to fund work. On the other hand, I'm like, oh my goodness, here's my bank balance. Here's my list of asks. What are we going to do? Uh, and then in addition to that, we have a proposal coming in from Wheel Cornell, which I'm dying to see. And we already have a proposal in hand from uh, Professor Courtney at, at Turku in Finland. So that's amazing. And we've reached out to Leon and friends. And they're going to let us know if they want to help with the Courtney grant. And we've reached out to Overcome and hopefully they will help with the McGill grant. But we have a lot of opportunities to get some very smart people working hard on our kids. And that's tremendously exciting. And I'm waiting for the smoke to smoke to clear on all these proposals so I can give you exact numbers. But I'm, I'm, do, you do not need a degree in mathematics, which I have at least one of two and a half, depending on how you count, um, to know we are going to need to raise some money. So I want to give a shout out to Suzanne in Georgia, who's uh, planning a Sparks of Hope fundraiser. It's going to Atlanta. It's going to be epic. I'm definitely going to that. Julie, who's doing a golf scramble in North Carolina at the end of the year. I might go to that. I'm ter- I can't. I don't even know which end of a golf club to hold, so I could embarrass myself, but whatever. Nancy's going to do the second annual gala. That's going to be amazing. And then you, what, what are you going to do, right? So Sprint for Syngap, the second annual Sprint for Syngap is uh, April 30th, April 30th, which is about two months from right now. Are you going to do it? Have you set up a team yet? Are you going to raise some money? How about you just have like a back- backyard barbecue that day and encourage people to make a contribution? It's all possible, friends. Let's make Sprint for Syngap a day where across the country, we all do a bunch of mini fundraisers and and pool some funds and some energy and some love for our kids and raise some money. We need to fund research people. There's some exciting opportunities to get uh, big brains working on Syngap and to get small molecules into our loved ones' bodies. So sign up for Sprint for Syngap, buy a t-shirt. Links are in the show notes towards the bottom. This is a podcast. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening. You have comments, questions, concerns, send me a note. I look forward to another crazy week. Good luck to Jess tomorrow, and thanks for listening.